I'd be remiss, by the way, our uh, meteor, the world's tallest meteorologist, too tall Tom Shemansky, goes about 6'9", 6'6", 8", 9", Another year in the uh, books for him. His birthday. Happy birthday, big fellow. He wins the battle of birthdays, I think, unless someone can, can try. Maybe Chris Atterbury challenges this, but you know who sh- Tom shares a birthday with today? Ooh. Ben Frank. Just a few. Ben Franklin, Muhammad Ali, Ooh. Jim Carrey, Kid Rock, Betty White, James Earl Jones. Wow. Just to name a- That's a who's who of- uh, I'm Maury Povich. America- well- Maury, Maury, I did. I bring that down. Yeah, I maybe uh, Kid Rock and okay. uh, and Maury Povich. I maybe take about a half step down. Okay, Al Capone. Ooh, I well birthday today. Kind of not the. I mean, just from a historical standpoint, that's right. that. But you know what he uh, what he did in his life, so, I don't condone. That's but, an incredible list. That, that's a very. That's a lot better than that is on my birthday. I know I'll mine. That, I don't so. even know who I share mine with. I don't think uh, Chris Atterbury. The Twins Winter Caravan is coming here a week from Wednesday night at the Sanctuary. For Chris, it'll be his his nineteenth, twentieth, one hundredth visit to. I'm not sure. Chris joins us today from the Minnesota Twins Radio Network. Hello, my friend Chris Atterbury. How are you doing, buddy? I share my birthday with Roy Smalley. I just want you to know that. Well, now, now, now we're talking. Now, now we're talking. Any more? Like? Well, well mostly just Roy. I, 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 that, that, I mean, that's as far as I go with it. But yeah, uh, yeah my, my my other college roommate and Roy Smalley. That was it. Oh, I'll be darned. That's uh, that's good. How's your off? Well, is there an off season for you, my friend? Uh kind of. I don't know. So we went from uh, we went from the season right into volleyball season for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an eighth grader. She was playing on the, uh, the the C team. They call it with the older kids, and then she is on the varsity basketball team as an eighth grader. <sighs> so we are in the midst of the, the basketball grind, which. Honestly, when you're 13, it's not easy. So it's, uh, <laughs> she's, been, she's been getting worn out a little bit. So we're uh, we're surfing that big wave right now, and hoping we can make it to the shore. That is. Uh, so you're you're not you're you're you're. I know you're a parent. Obviously, I've known you for a chunk of years here. But now I know I'm getting older. But the fact that that last statement, Chris, means that that you're not you're not really young anymore. You're actually getting a little bit no. older too. I am getting a lot older, and uh, yeah, I turned fifty this off season. My guy, so I got that going for me. So uh, we got we got a lot going on. Yeah, including the twins winter caravan. See what I did there? That was a segue, yeah. right? To see that, Chris. I, I like that segue. Which, by the way, yeah, I'll have you know my my first winter caravan, also in Fargo. Uh, Michael Kadire, Mike Redman. It was about twenty below zero. That was the famous one where we went to the bar after the show. And uh, the bouncer wasn't going to let Cuddy in. And he looked at his ID, his Virginia license with his big Kadire face, and said, Huh, that's funny. You got the same name as Michael Kadire. <laughs> and Michael Kadire was like, right next to the newspaper rack with a picture of Michael, like, saving a sick kid at a hospital or something. And, and it was like, uh, I am Michael Kadire. No, no, bro. I'm not saying it's fake, but, like, the same name. That's wild. <laughs> and, and then Mike Redman, who whose own next-door neighbor in Spokane had no idea he played baseball, was mocked by college kids at the bar. Like, mocked. Like, he had a line of, of drinks, 50-cent beers or whatever they were, right? because he was like a cult hero to all the college dudes. He was telling them, he's like, guys, it's ladies' night. You should be dancing. Like, look at all the girls over there. You should be over there. No. No, man, we just want to watch you. We want to watch you play cards. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, so I'm back to where it all began, and I'm thrilled. I, I think I've missed the caravan greatly, you know, since pre-COVID. I think that the team has missed it. I think it's the single best thing we do as an organization, uh, and I'm delighted that I'm back on it. They wanted to send me to Brookings, Jack, and no, I no. said no. I said I was there in December, and it was 12 below, and I watched my favorite team get their teeth kicked in for four right. hours, and I'm not going back. Yeah. Chris, by the way, is referencing because Chris also is a former voice of Montana State, so that's what he's referencing right there. I and, made my maiden voyage to Bozeman back in November. That's right, you was, did, Brad. Yeah, was, the, uh, what uh, what a beautiful country! I said that was the week that um, that was the week the college game day was there, so that was even an added bonus. Nice, yeah, so it was great. Yeah, that was back when we were smiling at Bobcat Speaking of Kadire, and uh, this is my little uh, half dozen years that I spent in, in, in the Bizbang in Bismarck, Mandan, about mm, 16 years ago or so, and then spent that. Chris, if I'm not mistaken, remember, I think you came out to Bismarck when I was working out there with the caravan. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, I think someone that was in the Dickinson, well, we can say their name was the Dickinson Midgets, right? That's what the team name was. And uh, someone, I think, gave Cuddy... Or maybe I'm off here, Chris. Like a shirt. I'm I'm trying to spark my memory here. Wasn't there a, like a hit? It, it was. We had the. It was a. We had the Jamestown Jimmy. We we worked out there, and all the guys were rocking Jamestown gear. Cuddy and and Red were, were wearing uh, Jamestown Jimmy gear for That's quite it. a while. Yeah, yeah. We had we worked out in the big old drafty barn of theirs, and uh, with a couple of their baseball guys. So a lot of Jimmy gear. Uh, we did have some, some Dickinson guys made it over. That was another year. That was the, I think it was Jeff Manship was on that one. Maybe a Mac career leg. Yeah. Um, Drew Butera leg, perhaps, with Gardy. We went all the way out to, to Rapid City and up through through Dickinson. Um, but, man, I love those legs. I, and, and to me, honestly, the further we get from the cities, the better it is. Like, I'll never forget that first one in Fargo. There were people hanging from the rafters. I mean, it was, it right. was packed. And we'd done all these little tiny ones on the way out there, and we get to Fargo, and Fargo just blew the roof off the place. And it's, to me, the top stop on the whole deal, and I'm really excited I get to go back. And I'm with Vladin this year. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, We're my this, this is uh, – gonna. you're staying, right? I mean, you're probably staying in Fargo and then, then driving the next day, I'd imagine. I, I don't know what the itinerary is. What I do know is that when Danny's on the leg, the itinerary doesn't hold a lot of water. <laughs> so I know that there's a chance that Danny will be in a hot tub or an ice fishing house right. at 3 in the morning after the show. So I really, I'm, my role is to make no plans. I can't guarantee you that, that someone might not try to take you and Danny out of there afterwards to do some ice fishing on an area lake. And you're right. You may have to find your own way back to, to Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah, that might happen. It's been known to happen. Uh, it's been known to happen. Chris Atterbury with us from the Minnesota Twins uh, Radio Network and the Winter Caravan next Wednesday at the Sanctuary, which is a nice, intimate uh, place, certainly a spacious one. As Chris says, you know, you would be hanging off the rafters, and the environment's just so great. And, uh, and, and you're right, Chris. And I don't know how many MLB teams – now do this specifically maybe some do various versions of of reaching out to their fan base but uh obviously the Fargamore and West Fargo area love you guys you're bringing Jose Miranda you're bringing Nick Gordon you're bringing Tommy Watkins Chris that's a good club right a good crew right there that's a good little group and I'm really excited because I I felt last year and all my years and this will be year 17 for me it was probably the the hardest group to get to know 
a lot of it was coming out of post-COVID where a lot of the younger players had grown up in the COVID world where they never had to stand by their locker and talk to somebody. They didn't have the radio guys or the beat writers in the room. And and there's kind of just a, a general sense with Rocco that you don't talk to anybody. That's kind of just been the way it is since he's been here. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't a great room for me. Like, you just, it was really a struggle to get to know guys. And out of that group, Jose Moran is a, is a real bubbly guy. He loves to... He, he proved to be uh, a savior as someone to go talk to. He was always upbeat. Um, he can really hit. He loves to talk about hitting. He's super optimistic. Um, you know, Tommy Watkins was always a port in the storm. I've known Tommy forever. There's a reason that he's been nicknamed the mayor in about every city he's ever worked <laughs> or played in. It's because he, everybody loves Tommy Watkins. Um, so Tommy's great, and, and I'm glad that he can come out and get some face time with people. I think that's that's really cool for for fans and for him. When you're the third base coach, no, everybody hates you, right? Uh, if, right. if someone is out, it's your fault, no right. matter what. Uh, and if someone scores because you made a great decision, nobody cares. So I think it's good for the the third base coach to come out. And we've had some great guys coach third base for Joe Vavra, Gene Glenn, two of my favorite guys in the whole game. Tommy's a great dude, so that that'll be fun. Uh, and then Nick Gordon is an interesting cat, man. He. His mind's always working. Obviously, with the big league pedigree, he's a student of the game. He's a student of the music industry. He wants to get into the, the, the fashion industry. He's into the, the film industry. He's a really uh, unique dude in that he can talk baseball all day long, but that's not all he can talk. And so I'm excited uh, for those guys, too, because when we go back and do a lot of, of pieces with former players, and this was true with Denard Spann, with Dunstein, guys like Ben Revere, Manship, career, crane, when they talk about their favorite memories, you would be amazed how many of those are caravan related. Hmm. Just the fact that they got to go out and be in these communities, be with our fans, whether Daddy Rosario shooting free throws with a bunch of high school kids up in Bemidji or, or, or guys ice fishing or Jeff Manship and Drew Butera skating with the Thief River Falls uh, hockey team. Like Those memories are really stick. And so I'm excited that these young guys will have a chance to build some of those. Chris is so good at what he does, you know, everything, play-by-play, play, all the way through. But one thing that really is a, is a that Chris has cornered the market on is your ability to dive inside an athlete and uh, and not only know some of their story, but retain it and then deliver it on a, on a, on a broadcast, which is good, Chris. And to me... I bet you that that excites you as much as calling a you know a, a two run triple during the course of a game or a, a home run. It's it's the backstory from where these student the student athletes. I'm in the college where these athletes have, have come from. <laughs> what they I'm locked into college mode right now, Chris. Uh, but but you know that's a gift. And I and I, I think from a fan, the fans tuning in today on on on, on the fan is like we just kind of you know fans know players probably as a number. You know, maybe they've seen a press conference, maybe a highlight and a smile and a fist pound. But you'd really dig down. How long does that take, Chris, in your job to really dig into it and, and get that background and, and learn all that stuff? I'd imagine you're already doing that right now for this season. Well, I'll tell you, it, it, honestly, a week like being on the caravan, this will only be two days instead of a full week, but that's where it happens. It, it happens when you're face-to-face with guys in a non-combative environment. You're not asking them for anything. You're not putting them on the spot. You're not trying to scoop anyone. You're just hanging out on a bus driving through North Dakota, maybe sipping a cocktail and, and getting to know each other. And I think it's the single most important part of what we do because 
there's so much information out there. If you're watching a Twins game and Jose Miranda is facing Justin Verlander, if you own a smartphone, you have access to literally every bit of information about hot zones and pitches and what he likes and what he doesn't like and what he does on Wednesdays when he hasn't shaved, the day after he took a shower. I mean, all that stuff, right? You can find that without me. But what most fans don't have the ability to do is talk to Jose about what it was like growing up in Puerto Rico, about his dad throwing in batting practice, about his, you know, whatever the story might be. I just met Kyle Farmer two weeks ago for Inside Twins, and I've, I've never met him in person. So we have, by this point, a lot of common acquaintances throughout the league. And so I just did some cursory Google searches. I knew he'd been an extra in the blind side. Um, you know, and, and, and I knew that Joey Votto wore his high school football jersey to a press conference. So I get Kyle Farmer on, and we're on Zoom. He's flying back from a fishing trip in Colorado. And, and we just start talking, and lo and behold, it comes out in the, in the, in the chat that his dad played AAA with the Braves, and his best friend was Jeff Blauser, and <laughs> now they're giving his dad grief that he's a twin, and that Charlie Liebrandt was his high school pitching coach, <laughs> and that when Farmer took Liebrandt deep in practice, he said, oh, I bet that looks familiar. <laughs> uh, and that now Kyle Farmer wants Twins fans to know that at least he and Kirby Bucket have one thing in common. That's fantastic. Um, and so, like, that's what you want. Yeah. And talking to Kyle Farmer or Joey Gallo. We had Joey Gallo come in studio when he, when he signed. And, you know, I'd met Joey Gallo. I'd watched him play a ton. And, and we ended up talking about, you know, the night he went to take Greg Maddox's daughter to prom in high school and what that conversation was like with the Mad Dog dissecting the no-hitter Joey had thrown earlier that day and kind of bemoaning that it took him over 100 pitches. Um, wow. And, and to talk to guys like that, where they're, they're not defensive and they're open and they're comfortable with who they are, they're not sanitized, they're not corporate, they're not paranoid. There's so many guys are so paranoid. And I loved it. I loved it. Talking to real dudes like that. And if I can give some of that during the broadcast, then... That's what I have thought. Yeah, man, and boy, I tell you, and you've always been that way, Chris. And, and you know, I'm not going to age us all, but you know, you've been that way since since day one. The um, uh, I know that we we're inside of like a minute and a half, and and you'll have a chance to see Chris and and the whole crew uh, coming up next Wednesday. But inside that minute and a half, uh, the big obviously the big news, Chris, is Correa. Uh, your thoughts on 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 Carlos coming back. Uh, being a Minnesota twin, and what can you tell the fans about about his at least mental state right now as far as digging in, great teammate, hit the ground running, get traction, and help the twins win games? Where are we sitting right now? You know, I had him in studio last week when he signed, and and obviously he had reasons to be disappointed because some things didn't work out. But I think he also is very comfortable here, and I think he's got a lot to to prove. But not he's not a guy who's going to, oh, i got to prove how good I am, and those teams missed out. He just really wants to, to be good. He really wants to win. Uh, he works really hard. He's great with the young guys. Um, I think it'll be nice that he won't have to spend the year campaigning for a job. Um, he can just be a baseball player, um, and I think that he's going to enjoy that. Last year I felt he spent every waking hour trying to prove that he was worth the money and the years and all that. I can be the pitching coach. I can be the stats guy. I can be the analytics guy. I can yeah. be the GM. And he just has to be the shortstop now. And I think we'll also all benefit from watching him line up at short on the left side of the infield, every play. And uh, range is going to matter again. And he's got that. Um, so uh, I think it's nice to know you've got a really good player for the next 
Excited for next Wednesday. Uh, he is Chris Atterbury. He and uh, Danny Gladden, Nick Gordon, Jose Miranda, Tommy Watkins. Go to 740thefan.com and find out. Those tickets are in a 40 quarters. $10. I mean, come on. Let's go. Thanks. Yeah, fill that baby up. The birthday buddy of Roy Smalley and the parent of a future All-State Hooper. The one and only. Huh. <laughs> Don't put any pressure on the kid. I know. I know. We're not. We're, we're going to keep it back. Hey. <laughs> Chris, good to hear your voice, pal, and uh, we'll for sure catch you next week. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. See you in a week, friend.